Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to live in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its principles. Last week we started a series uh, titled The Path of Purpose. And we started with the first dimension of that series, uh, which is a divine predestination and foreknowledge, in which you explain that our lives were set before we came into the existence on earth. So today we continue with the same series, The Path of Purpose, with part two. And our focus is on divine strategic positioning for formation. So after you have been predestined and you have God has foreknown you and predestined you, then he positions you on earth for formation and training for for formation first training we'll talk about later so so it's for divine strategic positioning for formation it's important that we understand certain terms while you're speaking about this uh, and that is that uh, the term formation the term formation so According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, formation is an act of giving form or shape to something or taking form, or of taking form. So it's the act of giving form or shape to something. You realize that when we come, we come in a clean slate, and now we are supposed to be formed towards becoming something. So this is what the 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 Miriam Webster dictionary is saying but it also says that one of the definitions of uh, formation is development development and what does development mean according to the Miriam Webster dictionary it means the act or process of creating something over a period of time the the act or process in this case we are talking about process of creating something over a period of time so we go through formation as human beings we go through the process of uh, uh, of uh, being given a particular form or shape and we go through a process of being created into something over a period of time and the examples various examples of uh, what formation is uh, over uh, let me say various examples of uh, formation uh, and various facets of formation uh, we have a uh, uh, social formation which includes of course so, as uh, psychosocial formation uh, within the context of a relational uh, coexistence with other people then we have educational formation which is which has to do with uh, uh, the foundational development of our understanding of concepts about life and then we have professional formation that's when we start practicing whatever formation that you have been uh, been educated in and we also have spiritual formation which is the most important one uh, and it's not only christians that go through spiritual formation even terrorists go through spiritual formation because they get into a place where they are convicted that what they are doing is right uh, uh, and it's something that they will achieve especially by uh, islamic extremists they believe that when they when they do whatever they do, it will result 
in their redemption in the heavens, which is, of course, a misconception. So, <clears throat> so we are the sum total of the formation that we have undergone. When somebody looks at you in a holistic sense, the reality of uh, of uh, of uh, the, the, the about the reality about you are the kind of person that you have become is that you are you are the sum total of the formation that you have gone undergone social formation educational formation professional formation spiritual formation so taking into account the purpose or for a person uh, or rather the, the, taking into account the purpose for which uh, a person is designed to fulfill in God's agenda God positions that purpose pa- that person strategically in a social environment that will facilitate the person's formation remember uh, God already pre- uh, foreknew us and he predestined us but in order to bring out that reality after we have been born as children, then we have to go through a certain dimension of formation and exposure to function in a particular agenda because we don't all have the same purpose and we are not all going to be serving the same people in the same from the same background. So God positions us strategically in a social environment that will facilitate our formation. And this... When you talk about social environment, you're speaking about our family backgrounds, our ethnic communities, our nations, race, uh, and even the elementary dimensions of uh, education, primary and and uh, elementary education. And uh, therefore, the family, nation, ethnic community, race, and culture in which you are born into or unraised is not an accident. It was divinely orchestrated in order to form you for the destiny that God has set for your life before you are born. If you remember the last time one of the scriptures we spoke about was Acts chapter 17 verse 26 which says that uh, from one man he made every nation of men and determined the times set for them and the exact places in which they should live. So God saw this before time. And he, and he determined which dispensation will come in and he determined exactly where we should live and therefore even that even uh, in a broader sense also implies uh, family lineage in a more specific sense however it should be noted that as you are being formed in accordance with your divine destiny the kingdom of darkness seeks to interfere with that process by deforming you for instance uh, creating false beliefs uh, exposing you to abuse like sexual abuse or physical abuse or spiritual abuse abuse by authority yeah? uh, and exploitation and exposing you through traumatic experience that create wounds in you and uh, distort your psychological foundations uh, creating spiritual limitations whether it's by curses covenants and all those uh, kind of uh, spiritual uh, spells and all those kind of things that limit you in the spiritual di- realm and commit you to be limited in a certain way and to be uh, afflicted. It's not God's plan. 
It's the enemy coming to deform you, to interfere with the process of formation, which God had started. Nevertheless, God will turn everything for your good if you commit your life to him. If you submit to Jesus Christ as your personal savior, God will turn everything eventually for your good. Because he says in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that for we know that in all things God works together for the good of all those who love him. God will not cause all things, but, but he will cause whatever things that you have experienced to work together for you are good because he loves you, because he has predestined you to fulfill his purpose for your life. Uh, we can go through some biblical illustrations of uh, divine positioning for formation. The first person, first character in the Bible that uh, goes, uh, uh, illustrates the process of, uh, uh, illustrates the act and the process of uh, formation for fulfillment of uh, destiny is Moses. And this we see this in uh, Exodus chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. We see that uh, Moses was born to a, a Levite, man and a woman. And uh, it was at the time when uh, the, the Pharaoh who came who never knew Joseph was killing all the, the Hebrew boys. It, was, uh, it, was, it will be what will be uh, categorized as genocide today because he was trying to extinguish a a race, a, a, a community of people, the, 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 uh, not just a race, but a nation, a particular ethnic community, which is the Hebrew. Uh, and God, uh, desiring to deliver his people, uh, he actually orchestrated Moses' uh, birth and formation. In what way? That Moses was not only born to a Hebrew family, but he, he was uh, adopted by Pharaoh's daughter, but by uh, God's divine plan, he provided a way in which his mother served as the maid, who, as Pharaoh's maid, to raise this baby for her and to present the baby when he was grown, the child when he was grown to her, and so. He, he became Pharaoh's daughter's son, the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So he, he grew up as a prince in Egypt, but the, his foundational years were formed by uh, his actual mother, a Hebrew mother, posing as a nurse, posing as somebody who was going to, to take care of him, to help him as a nanny. And because of that, he was formed. So, so there was a dimension of him having the values of, uh, of God, according to the way God designed the, the, uh, the nation of Israel to operate. And then, uh, and the values uh, of uh, the people uh, that, that he had chosen through being raised by the, the mom. And then, uh, because of his assignment that was going to be to deliver Israelites from Egypt, which is a situation that had already been, pro that God has already spoken to uh, Abraham many years ago that his descendants were going to be in a foreign land for about 400 years and that's what was happening so God had already foreknown and he therefore predestined Moses so because of that Moses was also raised as an Egyptian so he is able to learn the culture of the Egyptians the dynamics of uh, 
of the the way the nation uh, operates and the leadership uh, because he was in the palace and based on this he was uh, he was by the time he was being prepared by his assignment later on he already understood the culture the language the ways of the egyptians where and this is where god was going to send him back to deliver his people from so it was deliberate it was divinely orchestrated another a person who uh, uh, is a uh, uh, can illustrate this principle this stage of uh, the path of purpose of uh, divine uh, strategic positioning for formation is the is uh, Samson so Samson was born to a childless couple that is Manoah and his wife and uh, if we read in Judges chapter 13 from verse uh, 2 it says uh, a certain man of Zora named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was sterile and remained childless the angel of the lord appeared to her and said you are sterile and childless but you are going to conceive and have a son now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean because you will conceive and give birth to a son no razor may be used on his head because the boy is to be a Nazarite let uh, set apart to God from birth and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines so you see uh it was uh, that this couple seemed like they were barren they seemed like uh their life and uh the 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 joys of a family of having children and raising them or something that they're going to miss out on but god in his divine plan he had actually set the the destiny of samson to be within this kind of family that was god fearing and that will listen to his instruction and will raise him the way he's supposed to be and 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 the angel appeared and gave them the instructions of how they were supposed to raise a child so this was the process by which the child was going to be formed in within the hebrew culture and actually later on you find that uh, manoah confirms this after the angel had gone and then when he came back at some point after they had asked god uh, begged god for this person to return this angel to return at that time it was uh, they were calling him the man of god they had not seen realized it was an angel so what happened is that uh, in verse uh, 10 You see, you see what what happens is what happens is uh not in verse 10 but in verse 8 uh, it says that then manoah prayed to the lord oh lord i beg you let the man of god you sent us to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born so you see they are supposed to be to get a guidelines on how do they raise this child so that's the process in which they would it will contribute towards the formation of the child because you don't form yourself you are formed externally by people you, you you participate in the process of formation but you don't form yourself and in fact when the person comes when the, when the, this angel came in verse 12 it says so manoah asked him when your words are fulfilled what is to be the rule for the boy's life and work you see 
So that whole process of, of formation. And then later on, in uh, still in Judges chapter 13, from in verse uh, 24 and 25, it says, The woman gave birth to a boy named, named him, and named him Samson. He grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him, uh, stir him while he was in Mahane, Dan, between Zorah and Eshtaol. So God also, uh, by his Spirit, begins to participate in the spiritual formation of Samson. So that's that's us, the second example of formation. Then we have the, the third example of a person who also illustrates divine positioning for formation in order to fulfill assignment is, uh, Sam, is Samuel. So the background of it in 1 Samuel chapter 1 is that uh, uh, Anna was married to uh, Elkanah, was childless. She had the other co-wife was called Penina, who had uh, children and would mock her. But she, but Anna was child, and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed until she reached a place of surrender, and said that uh, that uh, if God gives her a child, she will give him back to the Lord. That is for the Lord's service, and that's what God was actually waiting for, for that surrender, in order to to fulfill the purpose that he had for, for to, to, to ensure that the child will fulfill the purpose that he had for him in Israel. And so uh, what happened is that now when Samuel was eventually born he was now uh, and he was a baby, he was raised by in terms of his very tender years by his mom, but now the mama to fulfill the vow that she had made the, the couple, uh, Elkanah and Anna, because Anna had vowed before the Lord, you know. Uh, so, so in verse 24, the Bible says this, it says, uh, After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a, a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, As surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. You see, so... They handed over Samuel. Why to the to the temple? Why? Because he was to be formed, to become a prophet in Israel, and so he was to be raised by another man of God in those days to be trained in the ways of service before the Lord. And so uh, Eli adopted him as a as a as a, adopted as a Samuel as a, his spiritual son to raise him to become. Who God 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 wanted him to become a prophet, a deliverer for Israel, and actually later on, if you read now, First Samuel chapter two verse twenty six, it says, "And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men." So you see, formation still continues to take place within this context of the 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 what do they call the presence of God, you know. The the, the 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 environment spiritual environment which was very different in those days from what the mom would be able to raise him as this was now uh, it required someone to be raised in that kind of environment in order to become 
uh, uh, to perform his prophetic mandate in Israel. Then the fourth example we have of a person who underwent the process of uh, formation, the fourth biblical illustration, is uh, John the Baptist. So in, John, in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, from verse, uh, if you read verse 5 and 6, uh, you find that uh, this is what the Bible says. It says, uh, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. They were, and they, and they were both well on in years. You see, so they were old, and Elizabeth was barren, and they could not have children. And they were not bad people. The Bible is very clear that they were, they were not, uh, it was not because of sin. As some people would infer that some things that you're going through, it's just because you have sin. It's because there's a curse and all that. It's not always the case. This was uh, God orchestrated. And now God, in at the appointed time, he came and spoke through an, an, an angel. Now, if you read, uh, if now we read in verse uh, 11, from verse 11, it says, uh, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he, start, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the, of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So John was a forerunner for Jesus Christ. And so the, the, there's a prophetic word now by the angel about John being uh, born to become a prophet, to go before the Lord and, and deliver. Because it says, uh, in terms of being a prophet, it says that he will go in the spirit and power of Elijah. He was going to turn the people's hearts back to, to the Lord in preparation for Christ's coming. And uh, so God chose a couple that was upright, a priest and his wife. They were both upright in the Lord. So they had not done anything wrong that caused, resulted in them having no children. It was just uh, God allowed it to, or to be, to, for things to go in that way in order for him to fulfill his purpose. And it's interesting that the illustrations that we have been giving um for people who are barren. This is the third illustration from the four illustrations that I've given. So, and God, God is, is by divine design that the child should come through that, that, that dimension. And later on in verse 80 of uh, still Luke chapter uh, 1, the Bible says that, and the child grew and became strong in spirit and he lived in the desert until he, he appeared publicly to Israel. So you see, John was raised by his parents. He was raised by Zechariah and Elizabeth, who were godly and upright, 
who had the capacity to help him to become a godly person, to, to, to grow into a godly vessel. Uh, and so based on the prophetic word that they really received about his purpose, they raised him in that way. So you see, it was not an accident. It was all divinely orchestrated. So therefore, it is important to know this, that, uh, that, uh, that you are, you are, you, that, the fa- that, that the family in which you are positioned in is not an accident. The geographical environment, the community, the rest, all that, it's orchestrated by God. And therefore, the, the, the thing is, is, is that over the years, the formation of your character and worldview has been influenced by your family. That is parents, siblings, relatives, uh, by your educational journey, which is the schools you attended, by your friendships that you have had from the time you are a child to date, by the communities that you have been part of, not just your ethnic community, but it may be your immediate social environment, it can be also your church community, your profession, for professional community, you are the social clubs, clubs that you have been part of. Those groups have contributed towards your formation over the years. You may have been born in a family setting that seemed like a disadvantage, but the process of growth that you have gone through was meant to contribute towards the preparation of your purpose. So there is something in your parents that God wanted to deposit in you. There is something even in your parents, the environment in which your parents lived that uh, God wanted to expose you to because of the assignment. He didn't meant it for evil. You could have been born in an environment of poverty, but God wanted something you to get something from that environment. You could have been born in a home that seemed like there was violence or there was uh, 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 there, were, there, were, there were all kinds of vices that were manifested in your presence when you were a child and therefore influence you psychologically but God had that idea it it doesn't have to be negative it can also be positive maybe you are born in a context in which your parents were business people and so you are exposed to business right from the time you are young and so your mindset developed in a way that now when you grew you always thought about participating in business we see this a lot um, within the Jewish community the Asian community in terms of uh, inheritance uh, of their businesses from their, their parents through their lineage. Uh, so, for instance, you may be at the, the, the thing is, is that uh, you, sh- you should know this uh, that uh, you may have been born in a family setting that seemed like a disadvantage, but the process of growth that you have gone through was meant to contribute towards the preparation for your purpose. For instance, you may be the deliverer or role model for the children or children, youth, or adults from a similar background. Maybe you're the one who's going to demonstrate to them that they can come out of that situation. They can look up to you. Maybe you're the only girl who grew out, who came out of that environment and became great. And so you become a role model. And some people think about like the way they leave the, those kind of places and never come back. But maybe it's, it, it's because they have a negative attitude towards their, where they came from. But the thing is, like where you are, God was involved. God, it was God orchestrated. And God may want you to be a deliverer of the people like the way Moses was born in the conditions of slavery. But God used him. Uh, Samson was born when Israel was suffering under the Philistines. But God raised him and, and to destroy 
and to, to and to overcome the Philistines on behalf of Israel many times. See, so uh, so so even even John John was born in a context whereby the people were not flowing with the 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 the, the ways of the Lord, and so John was raised in order to turn their hearts back to God. So you could be raised as a deliverer or a role model for the children, youth, or older adults from a similar background. So therefore, if perhaps maybe I could give an, an illustration from my life that I remember. If I look at my life uh, and I've given my story in uh, another po- there's another podcast I was interviewed uh, earlier in the year in a podcast called uh, a podcast by Bloom Radio uh, about my wilderness journey so if you just uh, search for that podcast and search my name Vin- Vincent Kodongo Wilderness Journey which we'll talk about the wilderness later you you can get the whole story uh, the recording may not be that clear at that time when you are recording it the, the recording was not that clear but it may be useful to you if you if you if you're able to listen to it but one of the things that happened is that like when I grew up when I, I find that when I was uh, like my life, if I trace back my life I was born in a context in which uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, tension within our home uh, and the family background I got, there was a lot of violence violence in, in terms of uh, between my mom and dad and uh, a lot of domestic violence and, abu- and, and uh, wife beating and all those kind of things that were very frustrating and my dad was very domineering and very controlling even to us as children and we lived in a sense of fear or sense of uh, of uh, just uh, resisting that kind of uh, not resisting but uh, but uh, of oppression if I could call that that, that sense not in not completely but in a very major sense in terms of we felt limited in terms of choices in terms of what we would want to do uh, with our lives even in terms of even because of that kind of overbearing uh, leadership even the kind of things that you would choose as courses that you'd want to do in school they influence a lot by our parents uh, by our, our dad actually but the the aspect the aspect I wanted to flag is also the fact that where there was a lot of violence and you think like this is, is this the kind of life that you want to to live and I think when you are young we had resentment for that. Even though we love our father, we had resentment because of the violence that we have. And I was present even in various instances where those that violence occurred. Even the last time that my mom was uh, left our home at that point in time uh, uh, in the 80s, uh, May mid 80s, uh, it was uh, it was uh, I was present that night when that happened, and so. That would seem like a very disadvantageous uh, uh, situation to exist in. Uh? And what also happened is also that as I grew, eventually, I mean, when I was younger, there, there was, uh, there was a, a sense in which I maybe would have, used to feel a pity because of the fact that now we couldn't be with our mom and used to see our mom secretly and those kind of uh, limiting uh, uh, context of uh, growth. And we even had some, a stepmother who we do not uh, live with very well uh, what happened eventually? What, what what happened eventually is that uh, I got born again. That was in 1989, and uh, after I got born again, 
and many things begin to change in my life. For example, before I got born again, I used to look up to my dad as the source and as the help in every sense and would wish that things would go well with him so that everything would go well with us. But when I got born again and I began to learn about God, then my uh, my focus and attention shifted to God. So there was a formation in terms of exposure of the kind of things that I was seeing about family that built uh, what it built, it built, it built a sense of uh, being able to endure difficult times and and uh, later on in life being desirous of having uh, of contributing towards a solid relationships within family context uh, so so uh, so i did not pick from that and uh, i did not copy that behavior from my dad there's uh, one of my siblings who became like my dad was who became my, like my dad later on in life but um, uh, most of us we did not we were not uh, like that but uh, what happened is that uh, what happened is uh, is that now because I, my heart turned towards dependence on God, that, that context in which I grew up in now turned me towards dependence on God because also at some point also we had difficulties uh, financially. My dad was uh, well educated so we could be able to uh, fend, I mean, uh, supply uh, well and all that but uh, as time went by and things uh, uh, changed, there's a time in which we had struggles about that uh, and also eventually my dad at some point chased us away from the, the house in order to live with our mom. And so with those years of struggling, uh, struggling to get provision, struggling to see uh, uh, adequacy of resources for ourselves and eventually going on to school, that helped us. Uh, what, what helped us is that it pushed us towards God. Uh, growing up with a uh, dad, even uh, even when my mom was there, uh, because he was uh, somebody who was very determined and uh, very self-reliant and uh, and having tenacity and endurance, we were able also to grow in a such a way that we were able, we were formed to 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 be able to go through difficulty and through uh, and to develop endurance just by being around him and develop a sense of confidence in life in that sense. Uh, but now the dimension that required us to grow in Christ uh, was not fully developed until we were out of that house. It was developed at to some extent, but it was developed through us being in, like when I went to school, into high school is where I grew a lot in uh, my faith, and then eventually in the university. When, when I was in the university now, we were not living with my dad. And so I grew up and was formed to become solid in the faith, to grow in the Lord, and to believe in God, and to learn the principles of the kingdom, and to thrive by them. So when I teach the principles of the kingdom, it is not something that is hearsay. I have seen the supernatural, supernatural provision, supernatural power, supernatural favor. I have seen it all through my life, my Christian life. From the time now, I was began to being exposed to other believers and people who are older from high school and then especially now campus, just experiencing the supernatural, which I live with up to today. Uh, some people think that it's because of my education that I uh, and professional exposure that I thrive. That contributes, but that's not the reason. The reason is the supernatural. Is the supernatural that I learned from the 90s, the early 90s up to today, and the principles of the kingdom that we learned. And that's why I can teach about the principles of the kingdom. And that's why I, I may, I've been able to mentor people over the years. And uh, even that's what we do at our Kingdom Diplomats Ripples, of which I'm the founder. Uh, and and which are and, and the vision of of which we are extending through this podcast uh, to help people uh, 
based on experiential uh, and, uh, demonstration of the power of the principles of the kingdom, uh, of the effectiveness and of the dominion that comes from the principles of the kingdom and of the power of God, of the supernatural. Uh, it's, it's, it's not something that is hearsay. It's something that uh, is coming from a perspective of uh, or that of uh, what I've been uh, exposed to, what has been formed in me. So, based on that kind of formation, that seemingly disadvantageous background, I have been formed towards fulfillment of destiny. And so even as a, an agent of the kingdom of God, as a king, an ambassador of the kingdom of God, teaching the principles of truth in my environment, uh, I, I teach things and I give illustrations. And the interesting thing is, having gone through those trials, is that one of the main themes that I teach uh, mentees and teaching uh, uh, different people, that people have, other people have difficulty in understanding and being able to process, that I teach very deeply, is about uh, trials, suffering, and the wilderness experience. I explain it in detail because uh, these are things that I've gone through and I have tested. So the background that I've come from as much as the enemy intended it for evil, God has turned it out for good for me and even for uh, my siblings who are born again. So you don't have to look at your background as a, an, a disadvantage. However, therefore, in conclusion, I'll give you two points to reflect on. I would like you to, uh, the first one is that I would like you to trace your life from your childhood ex uh, childhood experiences to adulthood, from your, the stage of your childhood to adulthood. And as you do so, ask yourself, how has your background contributed towards the formation of your character and your worldview, and maybe even your capacity? How has it contributed towards that? Secondly, I would like you to... Uh, uh, to consider this, that what lessons have you learned from your journey that you will benefit, that will benefit uh, children and youth from similar background? What lessons have you learned from the experiences that you have, whether they are positive or negative, the challenges that you have had that have formed you? Hopefully not deformed you, but formed you whether it's educational formation, professional formation, spiritual formation, social formation, all that, what lessons have you learned that you can be able to use to teach others, to help others? Like I've given you the example that I'm able to teach principles of the kingdom because I learned them and I applied them when uh, from the days of my early youth, you know, from the days of my teenage actually, from the teenage and then they were refined better as I was exposed to other uh, believers and other ministers in the kingdom and I was formed and I was built up. So many of the things that I, I teach are things that I learned more than 20 years ago. You know, they're not things that I learned in the recent past. They, I get, I, I refine the knowledge but I learned them a long time ago. The many books that I read a long time ago that people, I hear people speaking about today. Uh, so, you for, you for you, you may also have learned certain things. Maybe you learned issues of business principles way when we are younger, when many of us never even understood what money was about. 
maybe you learned about how to lead people by the exposure to your father or mother leading uh, a farm or a business or a, a community in church or whatever it is that he was they were in charge of so if you have been blessed by this uh, uh, episode and the podcast generally I encourage you to share uh, the same with a friend and if you have not subscribed I would like you also to subscribe and then leave a review depending on the platform that you are listening uh, to it from and uh, you can also give us feedback through all our social media platforms from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and uh, you can also send us an email uh, as provided uh, all this uh, information is provided in the show notes May God give you deeper understanding of this uh, uh, dimension of the path of purpose that is a divine strategic positioning for formation as we continue with the series in, a, a, in the next episode. God bless you.